0: You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show.
1: Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. In fact, we rode to work
2: yeah, what a perfect day to sleep in.
1: You know, I'm glad you said that. So last night, thought ah, I just open up the windows, you know, hear the rain dropping, it'll be a nice, peaceful night of sleeping. That didn't work out too well.
2: Well, no, not with the windows open. Yeah, L- uh, lots of thunder. Yeah, uh, the rain was coming on. Yeah, coming on hard. hard. You got a little scared yesterday. I understand. Well, I'm just so paranoid now. After what took place, what a year ago or two years ago mm-hmm. here, and then what followed in Baton Rouge anytime i see a lot of rain and i looked out my in my yard around five o'clock and it was flooded Mm. like i was seeing water in places that i usually don't see it and i was like looking at the radar and i kept seeing the red i was going oh crap like i'm just immediately paranoid every time it rains hard now after those two things happened uh so recently i'm just like please lord don't let it flood my house Mm. you know i mean that's just what first comes to mind
1: Hope everybody survived the uh, weather yesterday, and, of course, it continues this morning. Jake, give us a weather report for the rest of the day.
2: Uh, we are good. Now I think uh, <laughs> I think it's uh, supposed to clear out pretty soon.
1: Do we need you to go stand outside and give this report?
2: I can go run outside real quick. <laughs> if you want me to. It's
1: still raining. Okay. It's still ugly out there. Yeah. Uh, I was sitting in a movie theater yesterday when it was all coming down, and, of course, the phone just kept going off. It was all the uh, alerts. Sure. And everything taking place. I was like... Well, I don't know if this is the right place to be or not, but I continue to watch the movie.
3: What
2: movie did you? Death get? Wish. Aaron, your taste in movies are just not. Bruce not good. Willis. Have you heard of him? I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, is he making the same movie for the fiftieth time?
1: Yes, but he's he's back. <laughs> he's back. Bruce Willis he's back is like back like Tiger, huh?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah good comparison I there. Can, yeah. I can, look. I can buy Tiger being back. Bruce is not back. It was an entertaining flick. I enjoyed it. Very graphic. All right. So very from just like one commercial I saw, yeah. essentially something happens to his family. Yeah, yeah. He goes out looking for revenge. Yes. That is every Bruce Willis movie ever I made. know. When's the last time he made a good movie?
1: Uh, we talked about that. I said Armageddon.
2: I, I say Unbreakable, which yeah. is like what? O2, something like that? It has
1: been a while. And I, in the middle, of, and at the end, I told the wife, wow, Bruce
2: Willis, he is back. It has been a while <laughs> since I've said that. Probably Die Hard. Uh, you know, I watched Justice League yesterday. Don't watch it, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, not that you would yeah. you know, want to, but uh, man, what a turd. Yeah, It was it was bad.
1: All right, Jeff says, Aaron, the original came out in your youth. You are right, Death Wish. And then uh, Terry says, uh, Bruce Willis killing bad guys, things that make America great. He <laughs> comes across extremely strong. I, if you got time, I recommend it. There you go, Jake. There's the movie review for this week.
2: Yeah. Uh, there wasn't sure. a lot
1: of options out there to tell you that. You
2: uh, game night. I'd guess a game night. Looks funny. I had
1: limited times when I could see that. And it didn't fit my schedule yesterday.
2: No, nah, okay. So. You're a busy man on your day off. Yeah,
1: Watching the rain and watching Death Wish. That's it. All right. What do we got for headlines on this Thursday morning?
2: Ooh, uh, <laughs> not a lot, <laughs> to be honest. Uh,
1: weather related, we probably should discuss. I mean, there's going to be some uh, decisions that will have to be made uh, later today on what's going to take place. The schedule as it is right now you have uh, ULM making a trip to Texas Arlington to square off against the Mavericks, you have LSU squaring off against Mississippi State. And of course, all these series bumped up a day due to Easter. Uh, Louisiana Tech, they may be sitting better than anybody else just because of their field, but uh, the dogs are scheduled to be at home this weekend versus Florida International and scheduled to start tonight. We'll see whether or not that happens, but with the turf, you think, if it does stop raining here in the next couple hours, perhaps there will be a chance. And then, of course, uh, Grambling in action versus Texas Southern, but they've already pushed this series back. They were anticipating the weather, so they're going Friday, Saturday, Sunday.
2: Yeah, um, Speaking speaking of baseball, you and I were getting a kick out of this uh, this morning. I don't know if anybody's read the Paul Maneri story about the uh, "quote unquote" batting practice from hell. Yeah. Uh, so I
1: thought it was a joke at first. No, not a joke. Yeah. Paul Menary. It's not like a Randy Johnson is going out there to throw a batting practice, correct? <laughs> so Paul Maneri shows up yesterday to practice. In his press conference, glove in tow.
2: Timeout. I gotta tell exactly what he was wearing. Okay. He was wearing an LSU polo. Uh, LSU gym shorts, yeah. tennis shoes, and a batting glove. Mm. Along with this uh, no cap, actually. Looked very intimidating. He looked extremely intimidating.
1: <laughs> and he was not in a good mood. His quote, they're about to get B- BP from hell.
2: Now, you think it's funny, and then you look at all of the former players yeah. who retweeted that tweet, and – You've got like Mason Katz saying, nothing like Coach Miner's 30 foot, 88 miles per hour slider. Yeah. And then you see uh, Cole Freeman says, these are the days I don't miss. Hashtag he throws flames. Yeah. And uh, Jesse Stalling says, them poor souls. Yeah. And Alden Cartwright says, absolute hardest person to hit BP off of. And they're all, it's all serious tweets. Like it's not, they're not making fun of it. So mm-hmm. perhaps uh, Miner's, you know, got more than we anticipated. The picture is pretty good. Yeah, the picture's him great. Him just
1: standing there with his glove looking like he's ready to stare down It looks down like the Terminator.
2: It. Yeah. yeah.
1: Zach Watson's coming to the plate and he's going to stare him down. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we'll see if it works tonight if they get an opportunity to play Mississippi State. Uh, the fact that they were what? 1 for 10 with runners in scoring positions against the Cajuns.
2: Yeah. I don't want to say like a series is must win because it's so early and we saw what happened last year. But... Mississippi State's last in the SEC, and the SEC is so strong this year. You need to win this series, okay? Not not because of timing, just because of the, the the quality of the team that you're playing. You know, this is this is a Mississippi State team that actually just lost to my Nicholas Colonels, Okay, Mississippi State is struggling mightily um, ever since everything happened with uh, Andy Canizaro. It, it's just kind of kind of gone off track. So. Yeah, uh, LSU really does need to win the series and needs to find that offense because they only scored ten runs in the last four games combined.
1: Hmm. Uh, There's your baseball news as we look forward to what we think will be an eventful weekend in college baseball. Uh, Other news and notes, Jake?
2: Other news and notes, um, we kind of buried the lead. The Saints picking up Ben Watson. Um, I, I, I love this. A, because... How old is Ben Watson? Well, he's 37, so he's no spring chicken. But if you look at his numbers throughout his career, 2015, where he had 825 receiving yards with the Saints and six touchdowns, that's his best statistical season of his career. Mm. And so that was just 2015. And you look at last year with the Ravens, he had 522 uh, receiving yards and four touchdowns. So... I'm not saying you know he should be the, the, the front man as tight end, but he's, that's not bad for depth. You know how Sean Payton likes to use multiple tight ends, and you know having Ben Watson to use a, a guy that, like I said, in 2015 was um, very productive with the Saints, and not only that, but you're adding a quality member to well, that when locker room. you talk about
1: high character, I don't yes. know if in the NFL you can get any Mitch Bigger or better than Ben Watson?
2: No, and so now you have Ben Watson and Drew Brees in the same locker room again. I mean, that's going to do a lot as far as leadership goes.
1: Uh, ben Watson, of course, up for the NFL Man of the Year several times, or at least once because I know he came on the show a couple years ago when he was with the Saints and, of course, made an appearance in the Twin
2: Cities. Yeah, it's, I think he was up for it last year. I, I, I might be wrong, but I, I, I think I remember him being up for it as well.
1: Uh, other news and notes. I know you probably were not watching yesterday or last night the McDonald's All-American game, but uh, Naz Reed, the six-foot-ten recruit heading to LSU, certainly uh, held his own. He had 15 points, 11 rebounds, two assists, and a block.
2: Yeah, that's what—that's the physical presence down low that LSU simply didn't have this year. And so that's why, you know, Will Wade and LSU fans are excited about next year.
1: Did I uh, see an article earlier this week from Will Wade, just uh, him doing his research, which shouldn't come as a huge surprise, as thorough as he is, uh, kind of going through when you have a potential player like Naz Reed, who could be one and done to make sure all their T's are crossed, the I's are in place to make sure it is not a distraction for the program, i.e. Ben Simmons.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. It should come
1: as a surprise that he's doing this and making sure that this, uh, you know. I don't think he's going to come in as highly publicized as Ben Simmons, but he's still, we're talking, what, well, top 15 in the country recruit.
2: I, I don't care if you're, you know, Ben Simmons or if you're another lottery pick. The fact that you're a lottery pick, the fact that you're only spending one year in school, that's a difficult situation. So, yeah, I I think you have to do your research. might want to talk to Calipari about that.
1: Mm. Uh, the big news from this game uh, – Zion Williamson, the outstanding uh, recruit, he's heading to what? Duke. A lot of has been made about him being the number one recruit in the country. He actually went down in this game, uh, injured his thumb. They think it's a broken thumb.
2: Have you seen his dunks? Yeah, that's a grown man dunking the ball. Uh-huh. That man should be playing in the NBA next year. There's no reason he shouldn't be playing in the NBA. Mm. Uh,
1: other headlines, and this is uh, there's not a lot of them on this uh, Thursday, quite frankly. How about the story with Anthony Davis
2: and putting out the Twitter poll? (laughs) This isn't a story, but we'll talk about it. Uh, Anthony Davis asking whether or not he should shave the brow. Hmm. Did you vote, Aaron? I have
1: not. What would you vote,
2: yes or no? Uh, No. You say no? No. You know what I say? I say yes. I say that because I think the brow was a great marketing tool when he first entered the league. Right, I think that was that was big, but now he's but he's
1: got to be fully committed to shaving it and plucking it because once he does it, oh, you're know.
2: you talking about the logistics yes. of it. I'm talking about the marketing <laughs> side of it, the fact that he's already an established name. Everybody knows who Anthony Davis is now. Everybody recognizes him as one of the best players in the league. You can shave it. You don't have to rely on the brow gimmick anymore.
1: It got quite a reaction on Twitter, it right? Did.
2: Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of people. Fifty-one uh, percent of the people said yes. Forty nine percent said no. So it was pretty close. Keep
1: it. That's your thing.
2: Uh, you can shave it. Yeah. You don't have to have, you don't have to cling to that anymore. Mm. Ben says, I've heard Vanny's stories. Maneri is a master motivator. He'll get the attention of his club, book it. And that's coming from me who can't stand the Tigers. Mm.
1: Uh, other headlines, if we missed one or two, hit us up at 888 993 7762 It's the Stuart Shelby State from Hotline slash Tech
2: well, I think, you know, we talked about the new NFL rule yesterday. And, you know, we talked about how complicated it was and how difficult it would be to enforce it. Well, I wanted to read this uh, tweet from Adam Schefter because after that news broke, he got in touch with the former NFL linebacker. And uh, Schefter tweeted, text from former NFL linebacker, can't believe how ridiculous this lowering of the head thing is. Go back and watch any game, and you will see probably 30 to 50 examples of guys lowering their head on contact, a blanking mess. Mm. Why does the NFL want to self-destruct? So I think a lot of people had reactions um, like this yesterday. Yesterday, uh, Tim Hasselback, I think, said something along the lines of, if you watch one play, uh, you could see 14 different guys that are worthy of ejection according to these rules. Mm. And that's my whole point to this is you know it's impossible to enforce. A- and you're going to if you're going to eject one person then you have to be able to see every single thing on that play. You know how many like intricacies go along in plays four guys isn't enough to see everything and to be able to enforce that. So I think it's complicated. I think again this is a PR move so
1: the officials have even more on their plate and more pressure.
2: Yeah, oh, absolutely. And Listen, they're human beings. I think their job's already difficult. Now you're making it even more difficult. Mm. And I and I hate the inconsistency with targeting. But targeting at least is uh, better defined than this, right? I think it's easier to enforce than what the NFL is proposing now or, or has now made the rule change. So I just think it's it's a mess. Um, and I think you're doing it for the PR reasons. You're trying to save football. You're trying to, mm. you know, get people to believe that. You know this game is safer, and it's okay for your kids to play. But I don't think, you know, if if you're true to the game, the game will never be "quote unquote" safe. You know, there's a risk involved when you mm-hmm. play the game, and that's why people love it. Let's face it, that's why people love it. You can't change it. It's all part of the
1: starting lineup. Brought to you by Louisiana Pain The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup.
0: Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup. Let's go crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. All right,
1: after much debate, or maybe there wasn't, we did come up with a topic for Top 10 Thursday.
2: See, we came up with the greatest upsets in March Madness. Way to sell that, Jake. What? I was trying to remember. (laughs) (laughs) I was uh, stalling, as I recalled, what we came up with. Yes, greatest upsets in March Madness.
1: Because, obviously, we were trying to tie this in with...
2: the um, Ramblers, loyal, loyal Chicago. Chicago, but you could also tie it in with uh, UMBC, which mm. we saw earlier this year. But, yes, loyal Chicago is the thing going right now. Sister Jean, they're on this great run. We've seen it a couple of times before, three other times to be exact. But, uh, yeah, it's timely to do this upset.
1: Uh, big picture. You look back at some of these highlights and, of course, uh, did the research. Uh, what stood out the most, the 15s versus the 2s? There's some great memories in here.
2: Yeah. Uh, what this is what stood out to me whenever you had guys playing for three or four years, and I know we've talked about this before, but the fact that you would get these rematches and it was the same players playing against one another, we have a couple of those on the list, and that is just cool to me. Like, seeing that in the college level is something that I, we kind of forgot about, just because so recently we've had so many one-and-dones and it's like every year you're having to relearn every single roster in college basketball. It wasn't that way, um, you know, a couple of decades ago. And we had some really cool um, storylines play out because of that.
1: All right. So VCU Santa Clara, Norfolk, the Hamptons of the world, George Mason, this show is all about you. Top 10 biggest upsets in March Madness history. Of course, you can weigh in and help us out at eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. 993 7762 We always look forward to catching up with Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Tigers, who will join us at 8 o'clock. Bruce Willis. Spendables two, two thousand two. Looper two
2: thousand twelve. Oh, Looper. That's the a good six one. six
1: cents, nineteen ninety-nine, unbreakable, two thousand. Oh, it's been a while, haven't it? Armageddon, nineteen ninety-eight.
2: Have you seen Looper? No. Oh, that's good. Do you like you don't really love sci-fi though? No, I hate sci-fi. <laughs> it's kinda like time travel. It's, it's good though.
1: Oh, and as this segment winds down, I have to make an apology. Oh, yeah. You were giving me a hard time yesterday You calling it one of the best moments in Major League Baseball history Or at least from this past year Or Three. exhibition
2: I said it was the best story of the week you yes. were And now I go back
1: And I, I apologize, I did not watch the video Now that i watched the video And you put the video of Guerrero From when he was a little kid To the home run that he hit in the yes. exhibition game It was pretty cool It was,
2: yeah So you do have a heart, I'm glad to
1: hear that Best moment of the week so far
2: yeah, I don't think he's basically the top 10. Th- well, we all look good, I guess. A win in the in the final four could, could replace
1: that. All right, I think we've t- about timed it out just right as this song is about to come to an end. You can hit us up at 888 993 7762. It's the Stuart Shelby State Farm Hotline slash Text Line. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote.
4: The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self.
0: DeWitt, French, Geiger and Sitten LLP is a full-service accounting, tax, and consulting firm that offers expert solutions to small businesses and individuals. Whether you need help in solving a specific challenge or simply would like a sounding board as you make decisions, we have the knowledge and experience to advise you on any topic, not just tax and accounting. We're DeWitt, French, Geiger and Sitten, celebrating 34 years of excellence. Call 388-8975 online at dfgcpa.com.
4: The all-new Yard Power of Monroe, Northeast
0: Louisiana's only Cub Cadet dealer. Your Cub Cadet Superstore is holding a big open house this Saturday where you can save 15% on all Cub Cadet Pro-Z mowers. That could mean up to $1,800 in savings. Big discounts on a great selection. Even red tag special deals on closeout inventory. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Link. Local sports talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour, is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston.
1: You know, as I was trying to hit that just right, Jake, at the last segment, it did remind me of the days in college when I was a, a DJ at a KTSW, Hawkeye. I was Hawkeye. Hawkeye, you say it, I'll play it. I'll take your request. Alternative music. It was a college radio station. It, it was, was, Isn't it weird? It was, it was KTSW 977 of all things
2: yeah how remember, odd is that so did you did you just play music or did you actually oh well, you had
1: to talk and then you like what like a dj
2: what did you talk about
1: no you just have to introduce the music and try to act like you knew what you were talking about kind of like this sports show
2: oh okay <laughs> that seems a little more difficult it really wasn't that hard yeah. but
1: you tried to time it out just like we tried there at the and we did not succeed at the end of the first can segment
2: I, can i hear your hawkeye voice uh,
1: i just said it. this is hawkeye you say it i'll play it <laughs> Call us in at 888-993-7762.
2: It sounds like you're just constantly screaming good morning in my ear. Monster
1: trucks this weekend.
2: (laughs) Professional wrestling. Good stuff. How about those
1: bobcats this weekend?
2: (laughs) They sucked again.
1: (laughs) All right, uh, big day, opening day, right? Major League Baseball?
2: Yeah, it is opening day.
1: What do we make of this story with uh, the Marlins man? The guy that always sits at the Marlins games, of course, and he's easy to spot, correct? Sure, yeah. Well, now he is officially a free agent. <laughs> mm. They did not come to terms, or him and the Marlins did not come to terms for uh, paying for tickets for the team's games for the first time in 25 years.
2: Are there any more details about this?
1: Uh, he offered them, I think, 200000 and they – I thought there would probably just be a set price for this, you know?
2: Yeah, that's why I'm, I'm very confused. Your, your two
1: tickets right behind home plate, yeah. this is how much they are? Sure. Well, obviously, uh, they did not come to an agreement. He, I think he offered 200000 and the Marlins said no. So now he's an officially a free agent. He'll be shopping his wares around.
2: I have a lot of questions about this. Like, what do they typically cost? Yeah. Are the Marlins asking for more than, than usual? Hmm. Why would they when – you know, everything that's Here it is. Uh,
1: his name is Levy's, Levy. Uh, his offer was $200,000 for three years of four Diamond Club seats behind home plate, figuring a 10% discount for the Marlins' lack of stars and a 10% discount for paying everything up front. You know, actually, that doesn't seem that high. Uh, $200,000 for, for three years and four seats right behind home plate. So it sounds like he was trying to lowball them a little bit. Uh, Levy said he paid uh, $250 per ticket per game last year for the best seats. The Marlins came back asking for $260 for those seats over three years for what Levy said was, quote, a worse product with the All-Stars gone.
2: Hmm. That's true. He's got a point. Uh, I don't think I would have paid that. Huh.
1: So now uh, he's uh, a free agent. The most He's calling himself, obviously, the most famous fan out there. <laughs> uh he is he estimates that you know we see him at all these different sporting events he estimates that on an average he sees 285 sporting events a year hmm. says four teams reached out to him already and said that they would become like the Tigers man or other teams and they'd be happy to sell me tickets on TV view for three years paid in advance with substantial discount there you go
2: well, we can't get those three minutes back in our lives. You gotta love America. Well, I guess. Uh, I love talking about people who are a lot richer than us. And
1: he gets to just go around the country in his orange jersey, and of course, everybody notices sure. him at all these great sporting events. And he has fantastic seats. But he tried to lowball the Marlins, and the Marlins said
2: no. Mm. Well, I can't blame him. Honestly, would yeah. you want to go watch the Marlins <laughs> right now? Uh, anyway, it is opening day. Um, Couple of things that I was I was looking at: the Astros and Rangers. Interested in that? Want to see the the World Champions take on the Rangers? Um, Braves take on Phillies. But the Cubs. Speaking of the Marlins, they'll kick things off at eleven thirty on ESPN. You can watch the Cubs take on the Marlins. Mm. Yeah, see all that star power from
3: Miami.
1: Tabor, how fired up are you for uh, Opening Day in Major League Baseball?
3: I'm I'm excited. You know, it's it's a long season, so. Yeah. I expect a successful one. Ooh,
1: uh, so they'll rebound nicely after last year.
3: Well, I mean, you make it sound like last year was a failure. They didn't win the World Series, but they made it to the NLCS and mm-hmm. got beat by the better team. I, I you know, I am hoping for another World Series appearance, but you know, I don't think last year was horribly bad.
1: Yeah, good point. We heard from Jason Pugh yesterday, he gave us some of the major uh, headlines, some of the major talking points. Is there a storyline, tapes that you're looking forward to seeing play out the most?
3: I just, I felt last year there was a hangover for, oh gosh, at least the first four to six weeks, and I ended up kind of playing through it. But I think there'll be a, a rejuvenated hunger right out of the gate, you know, the Opening schedule isn't the most daunting the first week to 10 days, so you know, let's let's go ahead and get ahead of the pack and I'm interested to see how um you looks in the rotation.
2: Yeah, um, got a text here on the text line. March is National Athletic Training Month. Can you guys give a shout-out to all the athletic trainers in the Monroe-West Monroe area? They do a lot to take care of our athletes in the area.
1: Yes, without a doubt. They are a huge asset, and whenever we have Dr. Counts and, of course, uh, Dr. Graves on, we talk, we've we talked about that numerous times, just what they provide and that how valuable that they are to different high schools. Uh, they fill a lot of different gaps, and just uh, just how reassuring it is to have them not only on the sidelines and by a court or two, but just on the day-to-day basis and the grind and the things and the problems that they take care of, uh, well done by them as they continue I, it's not every high school at this point. I know there's been some cutbacks, but there is a number of high schools that do have trainers on staff. Yeah. And they're extremely valuable.
2: No doubt. No doubt about that. I um, also want to mention uh, two two things before we get this Top 10 Thursday kicked off. First, if you have a nomination, let us know, 888-993-7762. Uh, let us hear what you think is the biggest or greatest upset in March Madness history. Second thing is, um, you know, we already talked about the NFL rule involving the uh, lowering your head, which has, you know, taken a lot of criticism. Now, the Packers president yesterday said, if you don't make changes to make kickoffs safer, we're going to do away with it. It's that serious. So football fans are already kind of a little peeved about this lowering the head helmet rule what do you think their reaction would be if they did away with kickoffs yeah <laughs> you're know? you're altering the, the game completely it completely altering yes. the game so i just keep an eye on that because uh you know nfl is continuing to make some headlines this week and not necessarily for the right reasons
1: and then the devin hesters and the Cavante turpins of the world what does this do for their oh players? yeah exactly hmm. uh, one final thing in this segment we're talking about opening day it feels like it was just yesterday that uh, there was a guy named uh, Josh Booty and what he was doing over at Vangel, just tearing it up on the football field, and of course was an incredible young high school baseball player. I think he went fifth overall in the draft. Uh, Roy Langer, buddy from the Shreveport Times, did an exceptional article today. Just you know, uh, Josh Booty actually made the start for the Marlins against the Cubs back in 1996 at the ripe age of 22. At that time, it looked like he was going to have such a promising career. He had made his way up to the majors, was about to break in. And, of course, it didn't pan out like that. And his his Major League Baseball career continued with the Marlins. Didn't get a lot of starts, a lot of playing time. And he's watching what's taking place on the football field in the college ranks. And, of course, his brother Abram was at the time at LSU. He's like, all right, well, maybe I can do what others have tried in professional sports and try to play both, you know, football and baseball and sure. try to break in and he thought that it was a possibility so then he goes to lsu and i think we all remember what happened it didn't exactly turn out well i mean this was a kid while he's at evangel through for eleven thousand seven hundred yards and 128 touchdowns he was the usa today offensive player of the year the national high school player of the year by several outlets i mean at the time some had projected him to be a better prospect than a guy named Peyton Manning. So he goes and he works his way through the uh, minor league system, goes to the Marlins, but eventually, you know, it doesn't work out. So he figures, I'll just go to LSU. Maybe I can make my name in football and then, of course, make it to the NFL. It didn't pan out that way. And in this article, he just talks about how big of a mistake it was to go to LSU.
2: Yeah, um, and, you know, the the whole deal with Josh Booty, I I remember – him struggling mightily. And at the time, you know, LSU fans always want the backup quarterback, but <clears throat> the backup quarterback at the time was Rohan Dayton, yeah. who, who turned out to be a pretty dang good quarterback for LSU. So. Here's this
1: quote. I dreamed about being the first person ever to play quarterback in the NFL and Major League Baseball at the same time. That was my mentality. I have to go catch up on the football field. I was an idiot. You can't do it. It is impossible. Josh Booty's quote. Mm. And then uh, talked about why it didn't work out at LSU. He mentioned Rohan Davey and also said LSU wasn't the best place for him. He did have a a cup of coffee or two in the NFL. But uh, you look at your path and your career path and decisions that are made along the way. And, of course, it comes so fast and so easy for some, like Josh Booty. And then, of course, it can be derailed so fast. Absolutely. He's doing well, though. He is, uh, according to Roy Lang's article, uh, living in uh, the uh, California area has several business adventures with his uh, brothers, and uh, he's doing fine.
2: Well, that's good. Good for
1: Josh. Good story, though. I mean, it just shows you, though, at the age of 22.
2: Have everything, and then it can be stripped away so Mm -hmm. quickly. Yeah. Uh, Ritchie says the NFL will debut a flag football format in
1: 2025. 888-993-7762. Coming up next, Top 10 Thursday. Top 10 biggest upsets in March Madness. Weigh in, 888-993-7762.
0: Live to drive! Hooters smoked wings are marinated overnight. Then hickory smoked low and slow. With only half the calories, so you can eat twice as many. In fact, our smoked wings are so good, you might just come to Hooters for the food.
3: Wait, what? That can't be right. That's just crazy talk. Come in for all the games and get a scratch and wing card when you try our new smoked wings. Every card's a winner. Crazy, crazy, crazy.
0: Hooters!
2: Hi, I'm Jason Greer of Greer Tank and Welding in Fairbanks, Alaska. We get some pretty tough conditions here, like wind, snow, and extreme cold. Which is probably why the Post-It Notes folks came and gave us a bunch of their new Post-It Extreme Notes to test out, and they didn't disappoint. I've stuck them on all sorts of rough surfaces, like brick, wood, and concrete. And I have to say, these things really help me communicate with my team on the job posted extreme notes water resistant with dirhole paper and adhesive they're tailored for tough
0: grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive this hour is sponsored by ronnie ward toyota of rustin
1: welcome back to the morning drive on sports talk 97 7 if you're out on the roads be safe out there today be careful Rough weather over the course of the last uh, 24 hours. It is Top Ten Thursday. Yeah. Smooth sailing for us.
2: Smooth sailing for us. All right, so
1: today's subject is, Jake.
2: The greatest upsets in March Madness history. And when you start kind of gathering the info, you realize that there have been so many upsets. It's kind of tough to pile this list. Uh,
1: we got somebody on the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline. Uh, What's up? Who we got? We have Ronnie. Ronnie. What's on your mind today, bud?
4: Well, I was just listening
1: to the interesting
4: uh, story about Josh Booty. I have uh, an interesting story about him. I when uh, I grew up in Newleton, Louisiana, and uh, Bo Barton was the coach at Newton and he was the first coach to take Newton to the playoffs in a really long time. A kid named D.J. Maynard was the quarterback at Newton and they had a guy that went to Louisiana Tech as a wide receiver named Cedric Williams. We all called him Bessie growing up because – he you know, he just a crazy athlete. But Evangel had to come to Newilton in the playoffs. They were all one eight. And Newton played Evangel the closest game that year than that they had been uh played, that anybody played them with about two minutes left in the game. Uh Newleton was driving. The score was forty five to thirty nine, Evangel and Newton was driving and had the ball on about the twenty yard line and one of the kids from Newleton fumbled the ball, and Evangel ran it back for a touchdown and made the score 52-39, to and Evangel went on to the Dome, obviously, and won the state championship. But Josh Booty was the quarterback, and I remember us standing on the sidelines watching him throw the ball, and look, the guy had a cannon for an arm. There was one particular play on a third down that he dropped back, and he was way on the sidelines, and threw the ball literally about eight feet off the ground all the way across the field and from sort of down at the end of the field, because of the way he threw the ball, it looked like it was gonna be a three or four yard gain. And and when they moved the chains, they they just kept moving the chains and kept moving the chains. And he threw that ball about twenty five yards downfield and literally from sideline to sideline while I, I, I think it was Lloyd Peoples or somebody from Newton was trying to tackle him. I mean he had a defender hanging on him But that was one of the best football games I've seen in a long time. That Cedric Williams that went on to Louisiana Tech and played football, he was a wide receiver. He caught a pass for a touchdown in that game, intercepted a pass off Josh Booty and ran it back for a touchdown, ran a kickoff back for a touchdown, and also recovered a fumble in the end zone for a touchdown. So that that kid scored four touchdowns for Newilton, but uh, Bo Barton had those guys ready to play that night because that was a barn burner over at Newilton.
1: And you mentioned Booty in his arm, and I mean that's from what the shotgun formation they went. You know, it was he was literally eight nine yards behind the center.
4: Oh, right. And and on that particular play, he had rolled out to his right, way over on the other side of the field, threw the ball all the way back across the field, and from the end of the field where we were standing, it looked as though it would be. You know, five or six yard game at the most, and they just kept moving the chains. It was like a twenty-five yard game. He he didn't just throw it that far across the field. He threw it way down the field, and it never went over probably eight or ten feet off the ground. I mean, he could flat fling the football, and wasn't scared. He would throw it in between three people. He he could, he he was the Brett Favre of high school, son. He would flat out fling <laughs> that football.
1: Man, good story. Thank you, Ronnie, and congratulations. That is the first Newellton high school football story we've ever had on this show.
4: Well, awesome. I'm glad I made that. That's the top (laughs) one. The top one Newellton football
2: story.
1: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Another Bo Barton story, too, to throw in there. All
2: right, thank you. Appreciate it, Ronnie. Uh, Trent says, and Newellton got screwed by the refs. Newellton crowd was trying to climb the fence to get at those refs. Interesting. You know the quarterback he mentioned, uh, DJ Maynard for Newellton. I know him. <laughs> he uh, he lives in Vidalia now, and it's
1: all tied to Vidalia.
2: It's it all tied to Vidalia. <laughs> but no, like uh, I, I would I would work out at the Anytime Fitness in Vidalia, and he worked out there too, and I got to know him. Did
1: he tell that story a time? No, he you?
2: never. I never knew he was a quarterback. Oh. I mean, his son played. I think his son plays for Vidalia now, uh-huh. um, but. We would talk about sports, but we never talked about him play. I had, he's a big guy. I would have never pictured he'd be a quarterback. But uh, yeah. Those stories
1: always impress, especially you millennials now, when you look at it, and I'll mention a certain coach from around here, and I say, hey, you know he did this and that back in his athletic career. And, and Jake's common response is?
2: I really didn't know that. I mean, that's <laughs> usually surprising. I mean, I, I get it. I mean, obviously, if you're a coach, you know a thing or two about ball, and you probably played it. Mm-hmm. But, uh no, it's just you know you're used to seeing them in the light of being a coach. You're not yeah. used to seeing them as a player. Mm. Anyway, that was a nice uh, little story there.
1: Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. Bryce Drew, you think he's told a story or two on Top Ten Thursday about <laughs> the shot that he had? I think a lot of people he's, remember that.
2: He celebrates Top Ten Thursday <laughs> yes, as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. No, he's of course we're talking about the Valpo player who made the shot to beat Ole Miss. Uh, this was included in our greatest moments, yeah. but it did not make our greatest upsets list. All right,
1: before we dive into this with our honorable mentions, the criteria that perhaps you use for this, Jake.
2: So I, th- I think there has to be historical significance okay. for me. Um, that that carried a lot of weight, historical sign- significance, um, as well as when you're looking at these upsets, the, the, uh, the true – I guess the the, the the greatness of that team, the team that you're upsetting, when you look at like what players they had and and how they went on to play in the NBA or you know whatever else they did in their college career, when you're looking at just how successful successful that team was or that program was to see an underdog knock them off. Um, that's kind of what the criteria was. Name
1: recognition has a lot to do with it. If it's a school you've never heard of, from Timbuktu squaring off against Kansas, that certainly helps. Second of all, if it has a fantastic finish, if it has one of those moments that they replay for years to come, that certainly pushes it over the top.
2: Yes, but it's not everything. Because if that was the case, this would have made the list because this is one of the sweetest plays in March Madness history. The pass, the, the first of all, the catch on the inbound, in midcourt, to the fluid pass to Bryce Drew's effortless shot to sink that buzzer beater and defeat Ole Miss.
1: Honorable mention, top ten Thursday, Bryce Drew's shot.
0: Jamie Sykes, Carter pressuring. It's to Jenkins, to Drew, for the win. Gone. He did it. Bryce Drew did it. Falpo has won the game.
3: A miracle.
2: The shot, good. Awesome moment. Mm -hmm. A moment that will always be played when you're talking about March Madness. When March Madness is coming up, I mean, for a long time they had this as a commercial. Uh, Was it for the NCAA? It was for something. Uh, But, yeah, we've seen this shot thousands of times.
1: Other honorable mentions on this Top 10 Thursdays biggest upsets in March Madness history. There's this program that's had some pretty good success, correct? Named Kansas. You may have heard of them. Uh, The Jayhawks squaring off against a team named Bucknell. What seed was this?
2: Was this a – we'll look it up. It might have been – it was either 14 or 15. I I don't remember. You you added this one, so I expected (laughs) you to kind of have something on that one. Uh, But I think it was either 15 or 14 that knocked off Kansas.
1: We have the call for it, correct? Yes. Here's the big upset by Bucknell.
0: 15 seconds left in Oklahoma City. Down low, jump shot, got it! Oh. The inbound, the long pass, the turn around. Simeon, no! And Bucknell has pulled the upset.
2: Oh yeah, it gives you goosebumps. Yeah, so sweet.
1: Other honorable mentions, uh, I I think this should have probably been on the top ten just because love watching Princeton. Old yeah. school basketball. Backdoor cuts, right? Mm-hmm. Pete Carell back in the day against UCLA, a powerhouse. I believe UCLA is coming off a national championship. Nobody gave Princeton a chance. Just a bunch of slow white kids out there <laughs> playing with UCLA. Well, guess what? Princeton
0: pulled the upset. if they can get it under 10 back door <laughs> he, oh, got he, it. Got he got, it. got it. Three oh, point right. it. He's it that's what a timeout was called but they gotta watch the log here's Bailey he'll get it off
2: Like I said, tough to make this list because I, I I wanted to include that, and ultimately I went with another one mm. that was that had a lot of historic. S- Honestly, that's probably. Does it help
1: th- that Gus Johnson had the call on that? <laughs>
2: okay, I should
1: have pushed it over the top.
2: We're not going down that route. Forty
1: three, forty one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I, I think that was a as far as upsets go, that might be greater. Yeah, but there's. My number 10 has a great story, too. Okay. It. All right. That's all I'll say Don't teacher. give
1: it away. 888-993-7762. It's Stuart Shelby State from Hotline slash Text Go to for a free quote. We've got a couple more honorable mentions, and, of course, we'll dive into our top 10 coming up after the break. At the top of the hour, we look forward to catching up with Chris Blair, the voice of the LSU Times. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on
4: NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit NetTech.net or call 866-668-0001 today.
0: Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. We have a huge selection of modular homes, lighted, decorated, and air-conditioned for your shopping comfort. For 40 years now, Greg Tilley's has been saving you thousands. Visit our photo gallery at Tilley'sModular.com or see us today at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. We'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Rustin.com.
3: Drive your dream. Live to drive.
0: The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR, Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe. Your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location. 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe. Or call us at 812-BANK-BOR. We are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward. Toyota of Ruston.
1: Welcome back to the show. Hit us up, 888 993 We continue to look forward to the final four this weekend on... <laughs> it still irritates
2: me. I mean, it is what it is. It's what about fine.
1: the old poor affiliates, the CBS affiliates across the country, just trying to make a dollar or two, trying to put food on the plate, trying to, you know?
2: It's not all about you. Pay man.
1: the employees.
2: It's not all about
1: you. And then CBS decides to take it away. Oh, we're going to run Big Brother instead.
2: Do you like Big Brother? <laughs> no, I like oh, okay. that show. So, somebody likes Big Brother. There's a
1: bunch of people, obviously, who are so cheap to put together. That's why they can just run that thing out
2: every summer. Somebody used to text us a lot about Big Brother, <laughs> asking if we watched and it. And
1: then they had the what the celebrity Big Brother that just wrapped up a couple weeks ago.
2: T.O., wasn't he? T.O.? Or Metal World piece. Yes. Ron Artest. Yes. Yes, yes. yes. I like to call him his real name.
1: Well, anyway, you can watch uh, the final four if you can find it. Or you can watch it on True TV, right? I think True TV's got one of the Homer broadcasts along with TNT. Yeah, who cares
2: about right. the Homer Well, you broadcast. have three
1: different options. So it even dilutes the product even more uh-huh. on TBS. So Jim Nance has even less people listening to him. Or you could just stick it on one you know, major network like CBS where the entire country could see you right. and hear from you.
2: All right. All right. That almost sounded like a parting shot there. Yeah. yeah. And it's like unwarranted. <laughs> like, you're the only one who cares.
1: Like, no, there are people out there that care. Hit us up, 888 Perhaps you don't have TBS. Hit us most up immediately right have... now if you do not have TBS and cannot watch the game.
2: Most people have TBS. If you have CBS, you have TBS, most likely. You'd be surprised, Jerry. Right? Okay. You'd be surprised.
1: All right, we continue with Top 10 Thursday. Today's topic is Biggest Upsets in March Madness <laughs> History.
2: Yes. Um, I got a few. I know you got a few more and you got some audio. I want to I want to mention these real quick before you get some, some more audio. Uh, and this just tells you how strong the list is. The fact that Middle Tennessee over Michigan State, you know, 2015, that upset didn't make it. If you remember, that was uh, the year that, you know, Michigan State was the second favorite, according to Vegas odds, to win at all. Um, so Did Kermit Davis have left after that win. Yes, it would have been nice. <laughs> so
1: Kermit Davis decided after this past year when he, him and his program got screwed, didn't get in the big dance, all right, finally it's time to move on. I'll go to Ole Miss.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and then I have two more that I want to mention. Loyola Marymount yeah. over Michigan. Listen to the score, 149 to 115. Yes. That was um, what made that special. That was a number 11 over a number three. But what made that even more special is Loyola Marymount lost their, their teammate Hank Gathers and so they 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 played in memory of him, uh, which was really cool. I remember back in those days, and
1: of course you know, they'd always be on it'd you know, be on ESPN Ocho or somewhere, and you'd be looking for just one of their games late at night to watch that offense where they tried to you know chunk it up within seven seconds. And good gracious, they'd be the and they were kind of like you know Ravel this past year where a team would race down and they'd be all so happy about getting two points off the Hornets. And before they could even blink, Ravel would <laughs> yeah. fire it back down court, and they'd make three. So on that possession, that team that was so fired up about making a field goal actually lost a point.
3: Yeah,
2: well, it had to play like that if it's 149 <laughs> yes. to 115. Um And my last there wasn't
1: up- a lot of guys on defense slapping the floor and getting after. Them. No, no, no,
2: <laughs> no. Uh, my last upset on here was Richmond over Syracuse in 1991. This was the first time the number 15 seed upset the number two seed. Uh. Uh, so,
1: And now it seems like it happens a little bit more often. It
2: does happen like, a lot. Um, you know, if you're comparing it to, of course, 16s and 1s, we only seen that once. But 15s and 2s has happened, uh, I don't think, more than 10 times, but it's, it's kind of close to that. Maybe uh,
1: eight including uh, one on my honorable mention, we got some audio here, uh, Iowa State. Yes. squaring well, off against Hampton. In the
2: of course you'd find a way to talk about Iowa.
1: Iowa State. I'm an yeah. Iowa fan, not Iowa State. The cyclones, but this was a, a devastating loss for that program. The thing I remember the most about this game is the Hampton coach afterwards, and of course his players grabbing him around uh, the midsection—a rather large midsection—his feet, and he's a spread eagle carrying him around. It was—it's one of those images and one of those victories. It certainly is worthy of being on this list. Just didn't crack our list. Honorable mention: Hampton beating Iowa State. And we'll
0: inbound. Inside, the big fella. Oh, yeah. Williams! Iowa State pushing, time running down. Tensley! off the iron. It's over. Oh, my God. It's over.
1: <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Yeah, really good. Uh, then we got one more not my honorable mentioned, and, of course, uh, right down the road. Uh, Northwestern State, I believe this was a 3 versus 14 yeah. versus Iowa. We actually had this in our uh, some of our best calls a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. from March Madness. Uh, this is what it sounded like uh, courtesy of CBS, the Demons knocking off the Hawkeyes.
0: Go to the rim. For three. No. Loose ball in the corner. Three seconds to go. Yes. Oh, my goodness. At the other end, Haluska. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Northwestern State had onions.
2: Uh, he held the onions, right. though. Rafferty. But Vern delivered yeah. right there. That was, that was nice.
1: Does that make it even better that they were calling that oh, game yeah. that
2: upset? Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. Jonathan says, we do not have TBS. Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> so, but oh, hold on. My question is, if you don't have TBS, do you have CBS? Yes. Like, there are packages that offer no, CBS and not TBS? A, it's
1: still an antenna. People still have antennas? Well, you can get it over
2: the air. The millennial over here. I don't know anything about this <laughs> as far as current product. I didn't But if realize. you want to talk
1: about podcasts, Jake Martin's all over yeah, it. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, it's said, all,
1: all about having the uh, platform being accessible, Jake.
2: But I just, I don't know. I, I, I guess I didn't realize that there are packages that offer local channels, yeah. but not you know tv i figured if you got the locals you at least got tbs (laughs) usa stuff like that anyway okay uh and quint says all final four games should be on CBS. i agree with that i'm just saying i'm not upset about it because i'm not losing any money in this deal if i'm the ncaa i'm a little upset saying hey i want to be on the biggest platform but hey whatever good points
1: all right you ready to get to uh the top ten
2: been waiting all day. Okay.
1: What you got in our top ten uh, biggest upset?
2: Okay, so number ten, I got the Texas Western upset over Kentucky. Yeah. And this was in 1966. And, and really, look at
1: the young whippersnapper over here. Going to give us a little history lesson. Well, I like
2: this. Really, if you look at like this Texas Western team, they won a lot of games. So it's not like that big of an upset, but it's an upset because of name value and because of the historical significance, yes. which I alluded to earlier, the fact that You know, Kentucky was the eastern powerhouse known by all and was ranked first in the nation. But Texas Western was largely unknown, and they became the first team in history to win with an all-African-American starting lineup. And because of that, I think it's worthy of being on the list, even though, you know, if you really looked at it, Texas Western was a great team to begin with, too, so uh, but I just think because of historical reasons, it deserves to make the list. Yeah, it probably should just for
1: the historical reasons should be a lot higher than number ten. Well, Jake, when you went back and watched it, uh, it's weird just to look at some of that footage. And obviously, we weren't able to pull up a radio call from that. Vern may have called it though, but
2: I'll <laughs> <laughs> make fun of Vern. Um, no, and and I. What was that movie? Yeah. They did a movie about yeah. Glory, Glory, Road. Glory Road. Yeah, yeah. I, I've seen that movie. It's a good movie. Um, so, you know, I remember, you know, watching that movie and, and kind of learning about the story. But, yeah, it, I, I say – I put it at 10, Aaron, just because part of me was like it, it might not even should be on the list just because in terms of upset, like, if you're looking at players on the court, Texas Western had the better team. Yeah. But, like I said, all the other all the factors – made it to where I had to put it on the list.
1: And then, of course, if you start talking about March Madness, this was pretty much before
2: March Madness. Yeah, but it deserves it. Uh, number nine, VCU over Kansas to reach the Final Four in 2011. Now, if you look at this Jayhawks team, they were 32-2 and in the regular season, and they had five NBA draft picks on the team. VCU started the season 10-5, and they didn't win the conference tournament, and they didn't have one NBA player on its roster. Mm. But they used their pressure to beat Kansas and actually limited Kansas to just 10% mm. from three-point range. Mm. So they won it with defense against a team that had five future NBA players on it. Mm. Pretty pretty special.
1: And we do have a call from that game. VCU upsetting the
0: Jayhawks. It has been a remarkable performance once again on Virginia Commonwealth. Final seconds as Reed fires away in a stunner. The Rams of Virginia Commonwealth have made it to the...
1: Marv Albert with the call there. Yes!
2: (laughs) Shane says, uh, and this is going back to the whole... You got us talking about TBS and CBS That's now. Right. That's what I do. Whatever. Shane says, it's not a package, it's digital antennas, free TV. Mm. Okay. Well, maybe I'll look into that if I have to cut my cable one day.
1: Well, the kid coming on the, the rise, yeah. perhaps. You know, you got to sacrifice your sports That's watching what... for diapers. Ooh.
2: <laughs> Can I sacrifice something else? <laughs> Jonathan says, tell the whippersnapper when the kid comes, you have to make sacrifices. Yeah, so that go. goes along with your point. Awesome.
1: All right, so, so far for honorable mentions in number 10 and number 9, we had uh, Bryce Drew shot, Bucknell over Kansas, Princeton beating UCLA, Hampton over Iowa State, Northwestern State, big win against the
2: Hawkeyes at number 10. Jake Hatt. Uh Texas Western over Kentucky, and at number 9, VCU over Kansas.
1: Another honorable mention, of course, uh, Middle Tennessee's
2: historic win versus Michigan State. And, and Richmond over Syracuse, the first number 15 seed to beat a number 2 seed.
1: We're just getting warmed up with the top 10. We will go 8 and below coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Only seems fitting. You can continue to weigh in with some nominations and, of course, your perspective on it at 888 the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, we look forward to that. Plus, hearing from the voice of the LSU Tigers, Chris Blair. This is a pretty important series coming up, wouldn't you say, Jake?
2: Yeah, I would say so. I mean, just the fact that, you know, this is a Mississippi State team that is struggling. You're coming off of a series loss to Vanderbilt. You just lost to ULL. I think it's important for you to go out and beat this Mississippi State team that's struggling.
1: Did this series lose a little bit of its luster or one of the major storylines with everything that's taking place at Mississippi State and be Well, out. it's
2: not as, you know, to the outside, you know, to the national audience, it's not as um, pretty as it usually is. Usually it's a it's a fun, yeah. you know, dynamic scene. Canazzaro go up against Maneri, and that's we cringe-worthy.
1: They're asking Maneri about uh-huh. Canazzaro, and
2: yeah, well, that you don't have that anymore, but you certainly do have somewhat of a must-win situation for LSU. You'll
1: hear from Chris Blair coming up after the break.
0: I'm Steve Weissman with NFL Network now on the Westwood One Radio Network. If you click on Jags wideout Shane Wynn's Instagram story, you'll see Odell Beckham Jr. dancing to the song Leave Me Alone. The Giants may do just that. According to Kim Jones, team owners John Mara and Steve Tisch are highly unlikely to trade OBJ, although he's not untouchable. Meantime, a new rule change has come out of the league meetings in Florida. player who lowers his head. Thanks for listening to the best of the morning drive with Dietrich and white to listen live every day. Tune in at ESPN 977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.